Hello everyone and welcome back to Cape Opinions. I'm Millie. And I'm Belle. And today we're talking about Ixnary Heroes, Stacy, Red Velvet, Phoebe, Itzy and many more. As always, you can find the companion playlist on Instagram and on Spotify. And you can follow us at Cape Opinions Podcast on TikTok and on Instagram. And we especially recommend that you go give us a follow on Instagram because that's where we will inform you if we have to postpone an episode again, like for the Halloween episode. And we also have daily recommendations. So follow us there. November was weird. Really weird. Really weird. Yeah. It started really bad and also really slow. But I mean, that was because everyone postponed their comebacks because of the Itoan tragedy. Mm. But then in the second half, even when they came back with their postponed stuff, at first it wasn't great. But then towards the end, it got quite good. It got better. Yeah. Um, I would still say... This is probably the worst month we've had to talk about in the podcast. Yeah. Every month we say that, but it keeps getting worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's weird because I, I don't think that 2022 for K-pop is a bad year. No. And yet every month I'm like, that wasn't great. Yeah. I mean, especially since summer. Summer treated us really well, but ever since yeah. September, it just kind of went downhill. <laughs> That's true. Also, the beginning of the year was really good, but we didn't do the podcast back then. Yeah, that was probably the the best part of the year was the part that we didn't have the podcast. So, too bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, November was weird. Yeah, it does have some great songs, but as a whole, it's still not very good. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Uh, and even from artists I really like... I'm like a little disappointed, so. But that's also not a lot of big names had a comeback this month. Yeah, that's true. But I, I feel like that's, the, I think it's something that happens every year that November mm. is kind of empty. True. And then everyone has their Christmas holiday songs in December. Yeah. So let's keep uh, keep our fingers crossed <laughs> that December is better. I'm kind of scared because I don't always love Christmas music. <laughs> so um, we'll see. Well, I, guess. I, I do love Christmas music, but not a lot of artists understand what Christmas music needs to be, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's what I, I okay. meant. But if it's done well, I like it, but um, it's not always done well. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. While musically it wasn't eventful, it was very eventful otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, I mean, first of all, um, love doesn't exist anymore because <laughs> Shana and Don broke up. Yeah. And that, that, that impacted me more than I thought it would. Like, that made me really sad. Because <laughs> they, they, they seemed so happy together yeah. i mean you you can never know obviously yeah but they seemed pretty perfect for each other yeah and they were together for so long yeah i think they wait Six. they started dating in 2016 right yeah. and then they went public with it in 2018 yeah so it's been six years so that's 
That's sad. Yeah. And then the second thing that destroyed my heart this month is that Chu was kicked out of Luna. Yeah. <laughs> Very unexpectedly. Um, so I think nine other members have filed to mm. be like to be able to leave the company too. Um, but yeah, that's devastating. Yeah. Because she's my favorite in Luna. Um, and it's just really weird, like, the way they did it, the way that Blackberry did it, it's like, I, I just don't buy it, because essentially they said that she was really rude, and that they kicked her out of the group to protect the group, like, the image of the group and the company, mm. and that she treated people badly and everything, and, I mean... I, I guess it's dumb to say I don't buy it because she seems so nice because we don't know them. But from what other people who have worked with her have said, it seems like for real it wasn't at all the case. Also, it would seem weird to... Uh, like, usually when there's an attitude problem, it comes out by other people claiming that and then the company's like oh yeah that's true like i feel like yeah. since since no one claimed that if it was the case the company wouldn't admit that out of nowhere i feel like that is really strange yeah, yeah, yeah. it is really weird and i mean it, it, there are just a, a bunch of stuff that make me really doubt that that ever happened and it feels more more like they're kicking her out because she's Like, she might leave on her own, she might sue them, she might cause a whole lot of problems, and so they're kind of getting rid of her. Mm. I don't know. Again, we can't know for sure, but it just feels really weird. But apart from how weird it feels, like, it's just really sad, because I'm not sure <laughs> what's gonna happen with Luna after yeah. that. So, I mean... I hope that somehow they can find a way to all leave uh, Blackberry and then still stay together and go on as Luna. I, I don't think they have the like the trademark for their stage names and Luna and everything. So I've seen people say that if they can leave, if they win and everything, they might be able to keep the Luna name and all of their stage names mm. after that. So that that would be cool. It seems like the company's already receiving a lot of backlash, right? <laughs> There's yeah. just been quite a few um, industry people speaking up for Chu and against the company. Yeah. I think it's an interesting time for um, abusive and bad companies yeah because <laughs> there's been quite a few stories coming out recently i mean there was the omega x um mm. story and then now there's Lee Seung Gi with the mm -hmm. whole issue with his company and now blockberry creative i feel like if you're a small or a mid-sized company and you have not been treating your artists well you should be scared right now yeah because all these stories are now coming out and i guess other artists who hear these stories might um get the courage to speak out themselves so it should be interesting to see what's coming next yeah that's true and hopefully that can bring positive change to the industry yeah i guess we'll have to follow up on that in um, next episodes to see what happens yeah. 
Um, did you watch any award shows? Nope. Or any clips from award shows? Like I predicted, I completely forgot about Mama. So no, <laughs> and I haven't even looked at the, who got the awards. Mm. But I mean, to be honest, they don't really mean anything. <laughs> so it's more about like the performances and yeah. whatever is happening. Yeah. I couldn't watch Mama because I had to work, but... I, I watched some clips afterwards. Mm. Um, I don't think I missed much because 80s aren't in the country. They're still yeah. on tour. But I will um, try to watch Gaio Dejon on December 24th because 80s will be back from tour and will perform. Oh. And also, Key is co-hosting, so it should be a hoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, actually, if it's on the 24th, I will not be there. Well, I mean, it's Korean time, so it's in the morning. I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the Mama Girl Group Brookie stages because they did. I don't know if you heard about that, but they did like. I saw that they mixed them up. Yeah, and then they. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. There was also um, some interesting things happening on. K-pop TikTok, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I guess we'll get to them when we talk about the specific songs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was eventful. Yeah, it's it's been a, an eventful month <laughs> apart yeah. from the music. To say it in Niall's words, today was a busy week for us. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, shall, shall we, we get, get to the music? It? Oh my god, we're so <laughs> in tune. <laughs> first song is exciting it's limbo yeah. by nature yeah. and i'm not sure i i'll go ahead and say i think you like it yes okay <laughs> um Do you too yes but when we talked about it i didn't but i oh. changed my mind now i like okay. it well to be fair the first time i listened to it i also didn't like it but it grew on me really fast <laughs> i love it Yeah, it grew on me, but not really fast. At first, I was like, uh, no. I love how unhinged and weird it is. Because a lot of modern K-pop takes itself very serious. But yeah. Limbo is a kind of nonsense I love and miss. <laughs> I know, yes, that's exactly it. Because <laughs> right. at first, I, I, well, there's one part I don't like in the song that really annoys me. And at first, it kind of ruined the whole song for me. Mm. So that's why I didn't like it. Um, and it's that part where it gets really fast. Mm. I don't like that. It sounds really weird to me. But apart from that, absolutely. It's, it's just so much fun. And it's really kind of campy. And I love that. Yeah. And the dance is, the actual limbo dance part is so cool, so unhinged. And I it, know. <laughs> it gives me the same energy. Like, I mean, it doesn't sound the same at all. It doesn't look the same at all. But like, same energy almost as Crayon Pop's Bar Bar Bar. Oh, mm -hmm. right. Just like, the way, yeah. like, how, uh, how campy. weird and fun it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird and campy. And they, well, I really appreciate that they basically went a hundred percent into that concept. Yeah. Like, I've seen a lot of people complaining about the limbo dance What and the them actually doing the limbo in the dance. And I'm like, 
I mean, that's exactly why it's great. Yeah. Please learn to have fun. Yeah. And that's the kind of song and dance that will stick um, and that will stay in people's minds. Like, yeah. Most other songs, like, I don't know, they might be great for a while, but then it's like in a year they're old news, right? <laughs> but I feel like this one um, will remain in people's mind as iconic because it's so different and fun. Kind yeah, of, exactly. Kind of like bar, bar, bar. That's how I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Also, it's so catchy. Like, yeah. it just sticks in your mind. I know. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's always great. in my mind, basically. Yeah. And the mini album has some other good songs on it, too, so. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I might revisit it later. You should. Yeah. Next, we're talking about the album Overload by Extinary Heroes. Yes. Um, I would like to preface this by saying that I have to do the same thing that you did with Ravi a while ago and come out as an Extinary Heroes fan. <laughs> oh my, okay. I, I realized with this album and then I revisited their last album that I, yeah, I'm a fan. I really like them. Yeah, you always liked them more than I did, right? Yeah, I, yeah. yeah I think so. Good for you. You know, I have not liked Extinary Heroes music so far, mm. but this, uh, I'm obviously not as into it as you are, but there are two songs that I like, which is a first for me for Extinary mm. Heroes. Especially one of them I not just like, but love. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> that is more than I expected. Yeah. Mm. I'm gonna go ahead and guess it's not Haircut. I like Haircut, but it's not the one I love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. I I think it's fine. It's okay. Um, it's probably my least favorite on the album, but it's really? still yeah, huh. yeah. No, yeah, it, it's it's fun. It's really fun. Yeah, it's really fun. It's kind of unhinged. Yeah, I was gonna say like an unhinged voice repeatedly telling you to get a haircut. Like that's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I really like. Well, in general, I really like that their title songs sound really different mm -hmm. and a little weird and unhinged yeah. every time. It's not always something I love because Happy Death Day. Yeah, I really don't like it. Like Same. actively dislike it. <laughs> but this is really cool. I guess I like when they kind of push the boundaries of what mm -hmm. is pop or can be in the pop genre. So that's cool. I really like the effects and the textures and the sounds that they used. Mm. Um, I love their vocals. I like the kind of weirder delivery, the vocal fry and everything. That just adds more texture mm. and all that good stuff. So I like, I like it in, I, in the, like the idea. And I like the separate parts, but I'm not a huge, huge fan of the song, but it's still really reasonable. Mm. Really, you know, it's nice. The theme is really cool too, like the music video. Um, mm, yeah. With the like crazy carnival slash circus setting. Yeah. Which really fits their whole concept, like not even just for this album. Because they, they do seem like a crazy carnival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and one of the album versions has a whole Edward Scissorhands um, aesthetic mm. photo shoot. That is so cool. If I were to get the album, which I'm probably not, I would make sure to get that version. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I looked up the lyrics because I was like, 
why does he keep telling me to get a haircut? Like, <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> and they're kind of interesting because they're kind of equating getting a haircut to like cleaning out your mind and thoughts and memories. Mm. So it's like, like new hair, new me. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like my mind is full of bad things. I gotta find a way out with my scissors snip cut away the darkness snip get a haircut get a haircut mm. and then after he got the haircut he's like it's all new atmosphere like you said new hair new me all the bad memories are gone the light comes in so yeah it maybe go maybe i should get a haircut <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i also appreciate that they're doing something different from I mean, not, there's nothing wrong with having a, a love song, obviously, but it's cool to have something different once mm. in a while. I mean, last month it was death, and this month it's haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite on the album is Cracks in the Mirror. Before I let you go off, <laughs> um, I have nothing to say about this song. Like, It's just okay. Like It's an okay rock song, but I... When, after I'm done playing it, I immediately forget about it. <laughs> mm. um, that's the intense rock energy I want all the time, <laughs> everywhere. Like It's not exactly as unhinged as Haircut, but it's still so intense and really, really fun. And that's definitely a headbanging kind of song, like <laughs> slow headbanging. It got me headbanging in the bus, like in public. So, I mean, not... A, a lot but a little <laughs> I don't know it's just infectious I love it I get so into it I love their vocals in this one especially and they have a really kind of a more authentically rock delivery mm. that I really really love obviously they're not singing in a pop style over a rock instrumental they're mm. singing as a rock band would. So I really love that. It's really weird to me that apparently they didn't really want to go with the rock concept because they're so good at it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I hope they're still happy doing that. But for me personally, I'm so happy. I mean, it makes sense because I, I think a few of their members just expected to and wanted to be just like a normal idol group, right? Mm. So yeah. it's probably a bit of a surprise to then be presented with this concept. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I, I don't have anything really smart to say about this song. I just love it to death. Mm. My favorite song is Ghost, <laughs> as you probably expected. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely adore it. It made it straight to not only my Halloween playlist, but also my favorites playlist. Um, yeah. It's just amazing. It's musically so good. Like, the rhythmicality of it, it's so groovy and, like, not something you hear a lot in today's K-pop, I feel like. The whistling in the chorus, love it. Mm -hmm. And then in the beginning and the end, the instrumental turns kind of dissonant and you can kind of hear, like, vinyls cracking and stuff like that. So the combination of that gives it that eerie vibe, which makes it kind of Halloween-y for me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's so good. It's a 10 out of 10. Yeah, I love it too. Oh, good. I love, love, love the really dark, ominous vibe too. It sounds really unique. Yeah. And their higher vocals are amazing too. They're really great. Yes. And then I added Christmas to the playlist because I... Well, yeah, I know. Where's Xmas? 
Uh, yes. <laughs> Wait, you're supposed to say Christmas. No. No? I've never heard anyone say Christmas when it's written Xmas. Okay. No? Or is that me? Am I the weird Maybe one? Maybe it's Am me. I, I don't the know. drama? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I mean, like, since it's Extraordinary Heroes, I guess Xmas would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't know how to pronounce that. Christmas or Xmas? <laughs> Should I Google it? Oh, it's pronounced either as Christmas or Xmas. <laughs> We're both right. <laughs> Very helpful. Okay. Well, so Christmas slash Xmas um, <laughs> is the last one that we're discussing. And that's my kind of Christmas music, basically. I wish all Christmas music was like this. I would be ha really happy. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's kind of a, a sort of synthesis of the whole album because it has the weirdness of haircut the creepiness of ghost and the general awesome rock vibe of the rest of the songs um so it's it's the perfect way to end the album because it's taking everything they've put into this album into one song to close it off and i love it And I like that there's really different sections, but they really work together. They didn't just throw a few different sections together and hope that it would make a song. They actually worked on it and made them work together. So that's mm. that's an idea for other groups to maybe try <laughs> something like that. So yeah, really interesting with a lot of different ideas and sections, but it's really cohesive and I appreciate that. Well, good for you. <laughs> for me, it's once again a nothing mm. song. It's just, yeah, it's there. It's, yeah. And I, and I mean, that's okay because it means I don't hate it, but mm. it's just, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense that since you're less of a rock lover than I am, you're more like unfazed by it. Yeah, you know, I really like rock, but it has to be either very dramatic or very melodic. Mm. Because I, I love heavy guitars and stuff like mm -hmm. that, but it has to be good, you know? Like, it is good! Not just, <laughs> it has to be, yeah, a certain kind of rock, I yeah. guess. Yeah, you don't just like rock, you like rock done a certain way that fits yes. in with your uh, tastes. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, then we have Poppy by Stacy, which is their first Japanese song. Yes. Um... To me, this song is like, you either get it or you don't. Yes, absolutely. No, it's, I, and this is exactly the kind of songs that I think about when you say it's for the girls and the gays. That's it. <laughs> it's for the girls and the gays. If you get it, you get it. If you don't get it, you're never yes. going to get it. Just forget about it. I happen to get it and love it. Me too. <laughs> I am obsessed. I know. Oh my God. It's so good. I'm so glad you like it because... Because, like you, you said, might not you get can, it. Yeah, yeah, you can tell that it's not for everyone, but yeah. it's so good. Yeah. Um. I mean, I for I love Stacy anyway. They're my favorite forest chat and girl group. Mm -hmm. So I was really excited for their mm -hmm. Japanese debut, but it um it blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I re- there's no other way to explain this song. There's no no, except I can I can say one thing. Mm. Like I want to get absolutely wasted and turn this song up oh, to yeah. the maximum, and then just feel it. Just let the song move my body yes. and like rave to it. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. This right? is yeah. The chorus is just a rave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pure girly pop. Yeah, it's like in the chorus. There's like a 90s disco vibe mm. in the synths in the background and there's like that poppy poppy over it it's genius yeah also it's very fitting that a song is called poppy because it's a song for popping pussy yeah <laughs> so. absolutely it's yeah perfect. it's hot girl music it's yeah. yeah yeah all of that yes i i don't think we can even have an analysis of the song it's just yeah. like Sorry, people, just listen to it and let us know <laughs> if you get it or if you don't get it. And we hope that you yes. get it, basically. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad we agree. I know, me too. I was like, I think she's going to like it. I hope so, because otherwise we can't be friends anymore. So that would be a shame. True. Next up, we have Barricade by With Us. The reason I wanted to talk about this is because... Um, With Us was quite a phenomenon on TikTok this mm-hmm. month. <laughs> a fan of theirs posted a TikTok that said, like, basically, please check out this group. They're really talented, but they're from a tiny company. They don't have, like, they have no money for mm. a good music video. And they only have 124 monthly Spotify listeners. Mm. And only one person turned up for their comeback showcase. That's so sad. Now, I know. Now, I don't know if the part about the comeback showcase is true because I couldn't verify it anywhere. Mm. But if that's true, that is absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. So I, I guess a lot of people felt that way when they saw that TikTok and they all went to check them out mm. and were like, huh, they're quite good. <laughs> and now their monthly Spotify listeners went up from... 124 to 41,000 mm. <laughs> in a month. That's quite the achievement. Yeah. And also their TikTok followers obviously went from a few thousand or I don't even know if it was a few thousand and now up to over 300,000. So yeah, <laughs> that's quite a story for them. I mean, yeah. can you imagine waking up one day and being like, huh, <laughs> what happened? all these people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good for them. But I mean, honestly, on the one hand, their music video is kind of tragic. Yeah, it is tragic. You can really tell that there's no money. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because there are a lot of new groups that have a really, really, really small budget. And you can kind of tell, but it's fine. Like, it still works. I know. But with this one? I know, like, who? Because... It, everything is green screen, but it's not even well done green screen. Like it's yeah. a film student's first try at green screen level. Yeah, I mean, definitely <laughs> the green screen was their their big mistake because if yeah. you have no budget, you can just go film anywhere that's either free because it's out in public, <laughs> or it won't be very expensive to just rent the space for a few hours or however long it would take to do the music video 
And then you can't really tell that it's that cheap because it's just yeah. a place. <laughs> But the thing is, <laughs> when you do a green screen, then the effect has to be done well. Yeah. And if it's not, it looks really bad. So <laughs> they they really should have used their money for like, literally anything else. Also, it, it makes you wonder like about the company because they debuted in 2020 and they've This is only their third song ever. So how little money does this company have that even for three songs within two years, they can't spend a little bit on a music video that doesn't look like crap? Yeah, <laughs> you know? well, I mean, they're probably not really making money, so... Yeah, but maybe don't debut the group if you don't have any yeah. funds. <laughs> yeah. But on the other hand, because like, the music video is really, really tragic... But the music is surprisingly good for how small their budget clearly is. Yeah, it doesn't sound like badly produced. It's on the same level as many other like mid-sized groups. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I it's not the kind of music that I really enjoy. Um, it, it's fairly generic as far as yeah. boy group music goes. But the, the, the quality, the production value, as you said, it doesn't sound cheap at all. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, it's not, it doesn't stand out as super great or like exactly my taste or anything, but it sounds like any other group that isn't really my taste, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't sound cheap. Yeah. And that just, I guess that just really shows how exposure and a good company with funds is everything because mm. they're just as talented as other groups and, have a song of similar quality but barely anyone knew about them yeah maybe i'm biased because what happened for me is i listened to the song and i was like okay it's just a song and <laughs> i randomly decided to check out the music video even though i had no real reason to because i wasn't like particularly happy about the song but then i checked it out by chance and i was like oh my god because the music video is so bad i was like wow <laughs> like that makes the song sound way better in comparison if that makes sense yeah so i i, I feel like they couldn't have known that that would work them, but <laughs> like by chance it really did and that by chance this person decided to talk about them and it worked so they they were just really lucky <laughs> Which is really great for them. I'm really happy for them. Yeah. I only watched a music video after I saw that TikTok. So I was prepared for mm. how bad it is. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> But you were shocked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really was. But yeah, I, I guess it's going to be interesting to see if after the attention they got now, they will be able to do something on a bigger scale. Yeah, hopefully. So next, we're going to talk about Red Velvet's new album, The Ravey Festival 2022 Birthday. Yeah. So I said last month that I was really excited about their comeback because I love Red Velvet. And had I known, I wouldn't <laughs> have said that. <laughs> um, But I thought you turned your opinion around. Listen. I changed my mind about this song like 50 times since the last time we checked in with each other. Oh, so, so you changed it again. Yes, and then I changed it again 50 <laughs> times. 
I think I settled on a lukewarm. Eh, okay. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I know I also told you that I couldn't settle on an opinion. I also changed mm. my op- about the whole album really. Um, I think that they came out. I listened to the album like ten times, and I Me kept too. changing back and forth between I like it and I don't like it. Me too. It's, so I don't know what it is about the album that has that effect on us, but mm. uh, I settled on I like it. I think I like every song, but just also not like over the moon, yeah. amazing, spectacular. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it for me. For the songs, mm. I'm like, yeah, okay. And the the album in general, exactly the same. I like it, but not very intensely. Yeah. For Birthday, the title song, I like the verses a little better than the chorus. And I like the chorus a little better. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't dislike the chorus. I think the chorus is very in a very typical SM tradition. Mm. So I can't hate it. I like SM in general. Um but I, I think the verses are a bit more interesting and a bit more modern, so I like them a bit more. Mm. Yeah, for me, I like the chorus because it's really... Honestly, I can't even really say what it is, but there's something that just tingles my brain right in the <laughs> chorus. I just... Yeah, it's kind of unexplainable, but I like it. Oh, the one thing I'm kind of disappointed by is that I... They they said that the song would quote Rhapsody in Blue by Gershwin, and I mm. love it. Mm. So I was really excited. And then the way it's done, I think, is not that interesting or not that important to the song, I guess. Mm. You know, it, it could have been completely left out, and I don't think it would change the song in a major way. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Mm. So I think that's a little disappointing. I think if you're going to have a classical music quote in your song, it should be, it should do something. <laughs> it, it should have a reason for being there. And I, I, I don't think it's the case here. And I guess it's an especially bad move this year because there's been quite a few songs that incorporated classical music that did it better, including themselves. Yeah, but I mean, it was kind of them who started the trend. Yeah, and then they did it amazingly well the first time, (laughs) and this is disappointing. Yeah. I guess even more because they were the first one to launch this trend, it would have been better for them to just leave it at that. Either do it better or don't do it. I guess if you go into into the song with the expectation of... Um, Rhapsody in Blue having a really big part, then you'll be disappointed. Mm. I like it. I listen to it and it's fun, but I don't think it's going to make it into my favorites playlist this mm. year. Um, and it's never going to be one of my favorite Red Velvet songs. So mm. it's probably going to be kind of a, a forgettable one for me. Mm. My favorite B-side is Bye Bye. Mm. Um, it is inspired by Fut Elise, right? Mm. Um, but in a f- it's like doing it in a flat version. So mm. that's cool because it kind of gives it a mystical, a little eerie vibe. Yeah. Um, and also the low part of the chorus is so nice. So quintessentially SM. 
like it could literally be like a part out of an EXO song or something like that. Mm. It's so good, so I love it. Um, and the ad libs too, obviously. Uh, it's just really vocally really great. It's a really great song. Yeah, I really like it too. It's not my favorite, um, but I think it's more of a. Um, it's simply a style that I I appreciate, but it's never gonna be my favorite. But I can also see that for anyone who likes that kind of style better than me, it's gonna be mm. a hit. I honestly have nothing bad to say about this song. It's really great. Good. I really like the quote here. I think it works really well. Yeah, um, yeah and especially because it is flat and not yeah. sharp. Yeah, I think yeah. It gives it such a cool twist. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's using it really nicely because mm. it really sets the atmosphere of the song really, really well. And then it's yeah. used really well throughout. So I think that's definitely a way better quote. For me, they kind of redeemed themselves uh, with this one. So really nice. I don't really have anything to say about the next two songs. Okay. Just that I think I like them. I think they're fun. Um, and I listen to them sometimes, but I don't really have anything to say. They're just nice. <laughs> mm, yeah. Well, On a Ride is my favorite on the album. Mm. I don't know if it's supposed to have a musical quote in there it might be that i hear it because i was under the impression that since the first two songs had one that maybe they just did it for all of the songs but i kind of hear my favorite things from the sound of music in there mm. um again i've never seen anyone say that i don't know <laughs> if it's supposed to be there i hear it i'm happy about it because i love the songs <laughs> Um, I really like the kind of swaying rhythm and the, there's a slightly off vibe. It's not quite as, um, ominous or creepy as Bye Bye, but it's, it fits in with that idea, I guess. Uh, but it has a little more playfulness. Um, I really like the kind of music box kind of sound. Mm. Um, it's kind of a music box slash pop slash almost hip hop R&B kind of hybrid, which is really weird. And I feel like it shouldn't work, but it does. Um, it's just a little kooky and weird. And mm. I enjoy that a lot. Mm. And then Zoom is really cool. Yeah. Again, it's a little creepy, but also playful, which first of all, fits in with the rest of the album. And that's just Red Velvet's vibe. They they usually do that. They have songs that are a little creepy, but fun. And like, it makes you kind of uncomfortable. I mean, not really, but that's, you know, the atmosphere that's like, oh, okay. I, it's mm -hmm. kind of playful and creepy, sweet and dark. They're always playing with that. Um, so yeah, I love it. It's really, really good. I think that's my second favorite, actually. Okay. I really love the chorus. Yeah, all in all, I, I like the balance the album creates between old school, like well-tried and tested mm -hmm. SM typical parts mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and experimental elements, which I guess you could also say about NCT, but with NCT, sometimes it's a little too weird. This album, it, it feels fresh, but not too weird, right? Like, it feels fresh, mm. but familiar at the same time. Yeah. And sometimes NCT is fresh and not familiar and a little too weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think it, with this album, 
they really walk that line um, mm -hmm. of familiar but also experimental and new. So yeah, that really works. I think I like it better after having this conversation and <laughs> re-listening to the songs again. So you change your mind again? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, not really about the title song, but about the album in general. I guess I like it more than I said at first. Mm. Okay. Next up, we have a really exciting one. It yes. is When I Move by Kara. Yeah. They debuted in 2007 And they disbanded in 2016, mm. and they're now all between 28 and 34, and this is their comeback for their 15th anniversary. Yeah. And they were pretty much like one of the biggest three girl groups for a while in second generation, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, they were big. Yeah, they were pretty much as big as Girls' Generation. Yeah. They debuted the same year, a few months apart, and we talked about Girls' Generation's 15th anniversary comeback yeah. um, back in August. In my mind, I will always like Girls' Generation a little better because they are my favorite girl group ever. But this is a really, really great comeback too. I know. I was going to say um, I love Girls' Generation, but only looking at it musically, I even like Kara's um, anniversary song better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I back then I. It's hard to say which group I liked more. I might have liked mm. Kara more. I was under the impression that that was the case. Yeah, musically I liked them better, and I was mm. a huge Hara fan. Mm. I loved Hara, so yeah, I think you could say that I all always like them more anyway <laughs> mm. but i also love girls generation so yeah i mean kara had such great bops yeah for sure yeah mr jumping and step will always be on every best of k-pop list i create <laughs> oh yeah absolutely step right. is definitely one of the best k-pop songs ever yeah and lupin Oh, yeah. I love it. They have a really cool career. They have really cool music. Yeah. I really like their songs. Pop after pop. Yeah, exactly. And this is really great. Yeah. Hara passed away in 2019. Hmm. And since then, for me, like, Kara were kind of associated mm -hmm. um, with, like, well, with sadness a bit, obviously. And yeah. sometimes it was quite triggering for me. So... I love even more that they are now coming back with so much joy and energy. Yeah. Um, while still honoring Hara, of course, but embracing life and music again. Mm -hmm. And it was really touching to see. Yeah, I definitely cried yeah. when I checked out the song, especially because um, at the end, when the song is over, there's six mics. Yeah. And that, that got me. <laughs> that yeah. really got me. But I think, I mean, we've talked about that, um, the two of us, but I think it's a very simple but very beautiful tribute to her. Mm. And yeah, that that was, I I don't know, this song is just perfect. As it's you said, so it's so good. Yeah, it's kind of honoring their career and what they've done before, but it's also something a little new, a little different. Yes, exactly. It sounds still very much like them. Mm. But it's also a little more modern. Yeah. It's very well chosen. Like, 
unlike Exit, which you talked about last yeah. two, two months ago, I think, mm. um, this feels very different. It feels more fitting for them and their career. Yeah, exactly. And they all look so good and so happy. It's like I the same, know. kind of like we said with SNSD, you can see in all of their faces how much fun they're having with their yeah. comeback. And it's so nice to see and they look so good. Yeah, absolutely. Everything, the whole package is really, really great. It's super fun. Yeah, just flawless. Yeah. I th and also, I think it, it's doing the same thing as Girls' Generation did, where it's it feels really celebratory. It mm -hmm. feels like it's a big deal. Yeah. I Yeah, it's just perfect. It's amazing. I watch pretty much everything, like the music show stages, the interviews, mm. like... They were on Killing Voice um, and their Mama stage too. That was really great mm. that they were on Mama too. Yeah. And it just all felt so positive and joyful. Yeah. And they were having so much fun, you can tell. Yeah. So yeah. Great to see. I could not be happier with this comeback. Yeah, exactly. So next we're talking about Under the Skin by NT. Um, I feel like for this one, I need to let you talk first. Yeah, it's my take a while. And team's official debut, finally. And again, I have to say, they're not officially K-pop. But um, we don't care. They're a Japanese yeah. group, but we don't care. <laughs> If you listen to our Halloween episode, we already talked about them on there. We already discussed their pre-debut songs and their wolf concept. Mm. <laughs> and finally, the debut happened. And it was very wolfy too. Also, I mean, this debut was super emotional for me, obviously, because their member, Kay, is one of my absolute favorite people in the industry. And I waited two whole years for mm -hmm. him to debut. And it finally happened. And I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I Listen, I don't know what it is about Kay, but like, there's just something. When he didn't make it into the final lineup of Enhypen, I was like ugly sobbing. <laughs> and for a whole day, I could not think about it without tearing up again. Mm. Which was an issue because I was invited to my friend's place for barbecue, I think. And I, I, I got there and I was like all teary-eyed. I was like, she was like, are you okay? And I was like, no. And so I told her why and she didn't get it. Yeah, that's the problem when you're upset about the K-pop thing. Because people don't get it. Yeah, and I mean, even, to, even I thought I was being ridiculous, but I couldn't help it. Because, mm. I mean, I spent my whole life watching talent shows, mostly German ones, mm. <laughs> like pop stars and DSDS. Um, and you always have a favorite candidate, right? Mm. And they don't always make it into the final group, or they don't always win. And that's like, oh, but that's it, right? I never cried before. Mm. <laughs> but here I was in 2020, a grown woman sobbing because a stranger from Japan didn't make it into a K-pop group. <laughs> maybe it's because it was 2020. Like that was a maybe. lot of emotions. It was and maybe that's the time. thing that cracked the... <laughs> that finally the, broke you, me. Basically, like, yeah, that's the, the, <laughs> the one thing that was like just too it much. the last straw. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, but I think... I think it's because, like, I feel, he feels like kin, you know? Like, throughout Island, I found his character very relatable, and he was, like, misunderstood by a lot of other members and also by a lot of viewers. 
but to me he felt very real and relatable and quite a few people felt that way too because after Island ended his fan base remained very loyal mm. um, even though he was officially still just a trainee um, yeah it was a weird time there were like huge birthday projects for him as a trainee mm. like billboards and stuff and it was a wild time because for a while you didn't hear anything from him and then there were suddenly like oh his hairdresser posted something <laughs> <laughs> saying he's okay with like secret messages to to the fans through his hairdresser and stuff like that it was interesting <laughs> yeah yeah but finally he debuted so anyway <laughs> he debuted and what a debut it was right mm -hmm, yeah the song is so good yeah uh it's it is a little similar to an hypen style yeah um, one of my first I, thoughts when i listened to the song and it was Like writing the notes was like, oh, that's where the good and hype and songs grew up. Because it it does sound a little like and hype, but mostly I feel like it sounds like hype. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say because I saw mm -hmm. some people complain, like and hype and fans be like, oh, they should have just given this to and hype and they should find a new sound for end team. And I was like. Have you like? Do you know any capo company? Mm. <laughs> They all have their own sound and style. Mm. For example, in SM, yes, EXO, Shiny, and DBSK sound different, but also they sound the same in a way. You know? Yeah, they sound like SM with their own personal touch. Yeah, and every company is like that. Yeah. And I guess hype stands are just now discovering that because it's still a somewhat newer mm -hmm. company that for a long time only had BTS. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like to me, it sounds like a little bit of Enhypen and a little bit of the more rock TXT songs, yeah. like yeah, from exactly. from last year. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. It's really energetic. Um, like you said, the rock vibe is there, like great guitars. Um, I also really like the rhythm. It's just, it's amazing. Mm. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, really great. And the melodies in, in the verses, so beautiful. Yeah. It's a great song. And the music video <laughs> was for me. It's <laughs> <laughs> just perfect because it has a lot of K in it. He's kind of like the main character in the music video. Um, Because I think, because like in the beginning, it's kind of like his only friend or maybe old pack leader dies. And then he's all alone and getting bullied until he, the end of the music video where he jumps into the pool and he's basically found and saved by one of the other members. And I guess that's how their pack is formed. And what made this especially um, emotional for me uh, is because in a way the story that is told kind of reflects his story in the industry too because mm. he had a lot of like haters on island that and people who tried to end and cancel him and now he found his real pack mm -hmm. so that was great yeah but i'm super excited obviously about everything about the lore i will definitely check out the webtoon i'm obviously over the moon about k debuting mm. um the song is great it promises a lot of great music in the future and super emotional for me and mm -hmm. i ordered every version of the album <laughs> <laughs> big surprise i pre-ordered the light stick <laughs> and there's an empty part of my shelf that i got ready for mm. 
yeah, to be filled with and team. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm also really, really happy with this debut. I absolutely mm. love the song. Um, I don't know. I feel like just like hype makes good music in general because TXT yeah. have great music and Hypen mostly have great music. This is great. I also really like the pre-debut songs they had. Mm. So this is really promising and as we established, I'm less into werewolves <laughs> um, than you are and than I am about vampires, but I'm still really excited about <laughs> that. I, I just like a group that has cool lore mm. and a cool storyline. So this is really great. Um, yeah, I'm really, really happy about that. Next up, we have The 50, which is the debut album of the group 5050. Mm. And it's a cool debut. <laughs> yeah, this came pretty out of the blue for me. I didn't yeah, hear any pre-debut hype about them mm. but it was a nice surprise yeah same didn't hear anything about them until they dropped the songs and they are really great so yeah i'm absolutely in love with loving me which i guess is fitting same <laughs> it's a revelation i love this song so so much um, I really like the general vibe. Like, that's a style that I really enjoy because it feels really floaty mm -hmm. and like there's a lot of, uh, synths and it's really yeah. like diffuse and floaty. And if you have better words, not really <laughs> ethereal, it feels really ethereal. <laughs> yeah. Floaty and ethereal, but it still has that kind of more, um, intense edm vibe but it's also soft you know it's mm -hmm. soft and intense at the same time it's the perfect balance basically between the two yeah it's not it's nowhere near a hype song but it it's it has that driving pace and great rhythm but it feels really dreamy and ethereal at the same time and I, I just, I love that style. I'm really, really happy whenever anyone has a song like this. I am just in love with it. Mm. But I, I love that effect. It's not like done to an extreme in this song, but like to this day, I don't know what it's called, but it's that. Like, On the vocals? Yeah, like the harmonizing effect that is kind of. Isn't that a vocoder? Oh, what? <laughs> I, that's what I thought that it's a vocoder i'm not sure like the one that is most known for hide and seek by imogen heap yeah yeah, yeah that's effect. <laughs> i love that yeah me too um i think it it works really well in the song because it has that atmosphere and then when you add that effect on the vocals it just it really adds dimension and texture yeah and it's also a song that kind of pulsates mm -hmm. like the pulsing scenes yeah. <laughs> i love that and then the other song i really love on the album is higher yeah same those are also my favorites the yeah. other one it's quite a different style yeah it's more um poppy and yeah. useful uh but it's yeah it's super fun and enjoyable it's kind of like poppy but also chill at the same time and um, yeah yeah it's right? really yeah low-key and pleasant yeah. but it's still it's not boring it's not too 
um, boring. <laughs> and the music video is very cute too. Yeah, it's just again the whole package is yeah. really nice, and I think shows who they are pretty well too. Yeah, like their different sides and talents. Yeah. If I read correctly, it's a new company that hasn't had any group before. Mm. So that's quite surprising that they deliver such high quality. Um, that's impressive. Yeah, it feels like an established company just starting a new group. Yeah. So good for them. They're doing great. As if we didn't already have enough amazing rookie girl groups, now we, they serve us even more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even more it, it really is the rookie girl group year yeah i really love the high vocals in the chorus they mm. sound really great and really angelic and i guess when you listen to the song you might expect more r&b vocals but this really really angelic smooth kind of vocals just really complements the sound in my opinion mm. in this song so i really like it just a great 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 debut i can't wait to see and hear more from them absolutely and yeah. i wish them a ton of success with that yes i think they'll be fine because they're great but it's also going to be tough because the competition is really big for yeah. Girl right now. <laughs> yeah but they are doing something a little different I yeah. don't think there's anyone who debuted with something quite like this. Yeah, I think that's in general quite interesting. It should be the case always, I guess. But if you think about all the the big girl group rookies right now, they all sound quite different and quite they have quite mm -hmm. a distinct sound. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, they're filling that void for more like fresh, girly kind of music. But when I say girly, I don't mean childish. It sounds right and perfect and that's again really surprising for a new company but good for them clearly they've learned a thing or two from other groups and it just really shows in what they're doing so i am here for that yeah so next we have childhood dreams by shia yes i will say it's very pleasant and right. <laughs> it, it's beautiful, but it's really not at all my style. So that's mm, I what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, first of all, because Shia is the stage name, so I don't know if everyone knows who he is, but he is a former member of DBSK slash TVXQ, however you want to say that, and JYJ. And he is known as one of the best singers in the industry. Mm. And lately, he most... Well, lately... By lately, I mean the last few years. <laughs> he mostly does musicals. For example, he was deaf in the Korean version of the musical Elizabeth for mm. years. Mm. Um, and apart from the musicals, he also does a lot of OSTs for dramas. Mm. Um, mostly ballads, because he's a ballad king. So sometimes he releases an actual comeback. <laughs> I think he had one this year. But yeah, he ha doesn't release a lot of actual comebacks anymore. It's mostly OSTs and musicals these days. Mm. And the OSTs are kind of hit or miss usually, because as I'm sure you will agree, <laughs> a lot of OST songs can be quite boring. Yeah. But Childhood Dreams, which is also an OST for the drama Behind Every Star, this song completely took me by surprise and it healed me. Like, it's just pure therapy for me. Mm. But 
Before I get into the emotional part of the song, I want to also talk about the style and the structure. Because, <laughs> well, I had actually had a debate with my mom about this song. <laughs> <laughs> I sent it to her because I needed her opinion, but it didn't go the way I hoped. Anyway, because <laughs> I started playing the song and immediately I was like, oh, you could do a beautiful ballroom dance choreography to this. Mm. And... I am 99% sure it's a slow rumba, but only 99% because my knowledge of the rumba <laughs> is reduced to years of watching the German version of Dancing with the Stars. You know what? I knew you were going to say something like that. Because it's the same for my sister. <laughs> she has like knowledge of ballroom dancing, but only from watching So You Think You Can Dance and stuff <laughs> Yeah, but immediately I could start playing and I was like, oh, this is a rumba. Mm. Um, so, but because I wasn't sure, I looked it up and like I even learned the rumba steps. Oh! <laughs> Just to make sure. Dedication! Do, yeah. <laughs> and they do fit, so I, I'm mm. pretty sure it, I'm right. Um, but I was like, hey, maybe my mom would know. <laughs> she took ballroom dancing lessons for a while. So I sent the song to her and I was like, hey, this is a rumba, right? <laughs> and she was like, why are you asking me? <laughs> and she she thought it was a waltz. And then I had to explain to her in detail why it's definitely not a waltz. Mm. Um, so it didn't really help me to send to her. It's a slow rumba that for the bridge, it seamlessly turns into a waltz for the mm. instrumental bridge and then goes back to a rumba when just he starts singing again and it's just so well done like musically it's crafted so well yeah because right it's like straight out of a fairy tale mm -hmm. full orchestra in the bridge it's so gorgeous mm. and that's one reason why i love it so much and the other reason is that it's just yeah you did say it's pleasant and for me that's like only the beginning. <laughs> An understatement. <laughs> yeah, it's it's soul healing for me for some reason. Because remember on Tuesday I messaged you that I had a really tough day at work? Mm. I was really stressed and agitated. So after work, what I did was put this song on repeat and mm -hmm. it healed me. <laughs> yeah, I can hear that. All right. I think it's just a mixture of the rumba rhythm and the instrumental with the bongos and the guitar and then the full orchestra and of course his heavenly voice. It's just mm. so beautiful and healing and I am obsessed. It's, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it might be completely stupid what I'm about to say, but it in general it feels like it's filled with like childlike wonder mm. and just it's really simple in a way mm, and just yeah. simple and beautiful it feels really pure and, and it is called childhood dreams right so that probably makes that sense. is true <laughs> <laughs> you see i did say it was probably going to be a little stupid um i don't know i just looked up from my screen i wasn't reading the title i was just listening to the music and i was like wow it feels really Childlike I mean, and they really did well, right? If that's yeah, if that is absolutely. transported to you, yeah, it really does feel like a childhood dream, I guess. So, really nice. Still, yeah. like not for me, but yeah, even if I don't completely appreciate that, I can still 
hear it and mm. see why it would feel like that to you. So mm. good for you. <laughs> okay, next up we have the album Cheshire by Itzy. Mm. Um, when we first talked about this album, I was like, I just have a few things to say and that's it. But that was before I had a transformative experience <laughs> with the album last night okay. as I was riding the bus on my way back from choir practice. <laughs> I don't know what happened yesterday. I guess we had a really good practice. I was in a great mood. I don't know what it is, but Everything I listened to, I was like, oh my God, it's so good. It's amazing. Because <laughs> at first I was going to say that Cheshire, the title song, is kind of okay, but that changed last night. Oh. Um, I actually really like it. And it's surprising for me because I usually am not at all an Itzy fan. Mm, I know. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't hate them or anything it's just that their style is just something that doesn't really speak to me so i've never really become a fan of them understandably and what i originally wanted to say about the album but more specifically about the title song is that i like it way more than what they usually do but i feel like it's a bad sign for itsy or for itsy fans because while I personally like this a lot better, to me, it doesn't sound at all like Itzy. Because really? when I think about Itzy, I think about like Dala Dala and Icy and Wannabe and Not Shy. And at least it sounded really unique to them. Mm. So even though I didn't like it, I, I thought it was really cool. And then they had a few songs that didn't really sound like them. And I think that most Itzy fans would agree with that from what I've seen. And I don't think that Cheshire sounds more like Itzy. So I guess I'm like worried on behalf of Itzy fans. To me, it sounds a lot like Itzy. Oh, like really? Yeah, it's core Itzy for me. I don't know. To me, it feels like too normal for Itzy. I They never stopped sounding like them for me, even with the comebacks that weren't so great. Um, for example, um, Sneakers and Loco. Oh no, I liked Loco, but it wasn't their best. Also, In the Morning, which I know a lot of people don't like. Um, mm. Even if they weren't great, they still sounded like Itzy to me. It never felt like, oh, this isn't mm. them. And even, and obviously with Cheshire too, I think it's core Itzy. That's interesting. But yeah, anyway, that's what I first planned to say and that was it. But actually, I really, really, really like it. I really like the percussions in the chorus and just... It feels fast and fun, but also really melodic. It's not just percussive with no melody, <laughs> melody or <laughs> like there's meat to this song. Yeah. I, I guess it, it feels really full and really satisfying and really nice and engaging. Um, it has really fun melodies. It's hard to sing because it's really high in the chorus, yeah. but it's really fun to That's sing. That's what I was going to say. I really like it too. Um, also not my favorite Itzy song ever. Uh, obviously much better than Sneakers. Um, mm -hmm. But I guess the only thing I would criticize is that I think the chorus is a bit too high. Like the Why So Serious part could be a bit lower and then it would be perfect. Yeah, because you can tell they're really at the top yeah. of their voices. <laughs> they're straining. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
it's it's better than other songs because they have they often like sound kind of like they're straining. And here I think it's it's fine. They're doing okay, but it could have been lowered a little bit. Mm. But yeah, I I really like it, and I I like this kind of it's a little more groovy too for them so i really like that that's really nice and um what i also wanted to say um the makeup in the music video is so Mm. cool especially cher young's and yuna's is so it's like i can't describe it i mean cher young's is like um kind of almost euphoria like we're like makeup tear streaks down her face almost but yuna's i can't really describe you have to see it. <laughs> yeah, I might have to go back. I, I just know that the music video looked really cool. I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, Cheshire isn't my favorite Itzy song, but Snowy sure is. Yeah, it's so, it's so good. good. And if you had called at the beginning of the month that there would be not one, but two songs that would quote Fur Elise. Yeah. That's... Like what? <laughs> what a coincidence that Red Velvet yeah. and Itzy would both have a song that quote this piece. Yeah. Um. Sadly for Red Velvet, even though I like their version, I love Snowy way better. Really? Yeah. I really, really, really love this song. Wait, I need to listen to it again because I like it a lot too. But I like Red Velvet's more. But I'll mm-hmm. give it another listen right now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even saying that it's making a better use of the piece. I'm just saying the song as a whole. I like it a lot better. Mm. It's a very interesting song with like the violin-like synth and the xylophones. It's really fun. Yeah, yeah. It's really really fun. There's a lot of different elements. It sounds really complex. But it's coming together really well. Um, and again, like a lot of songs that we've talked about this month, it feels a little eerie and almost yeah. a little creepy, which I think is because of Fur Elise, because that's kind of yeah the sound. <laughs> and it's not even the last song on the list that is a little eerie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just... I guess it's the Halloween slash Darker Days influence, so it makes yeah. sense. Like it feels really season appropriate, but when you have to say it like a bajillion times in one episode, you're <laughs> starting to realize, oh yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of that. Also, I love the nananas in the chorus. It sounds really, mm. really fun and really catchy. Um, so yeah, just favorite Itzy song. Mm. It's here. Interesting. I'm glad it finally happened for you. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I'm an Itzy fan. I'm just saying no, no. I have a but favorite song. Yeah. The next one is also <laughs> kind of a fun, exciting one. It's Groove Back Bay, JYP. What the hell? But in a good way. <laughs> JY Puppy came back. <laughs> puppy? Yeah, people call him JY Puppy. Really? Yeah. Not puppy as in the dog, right? Like puppy, as in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I was like, that's not the first thing I think about when I see him. Um, yeah, I like it. Well, I mean, yes, like, first of all, let's get this out of the way. JYP yeah. writes amazing retro songs. Yeah. Who else is surprised? Like, that, that's not new. This is a bop. Yeah. It's great. Yes. But he had an interesting way of promoting it <laughs> by, like, forcing. 
everyone and their mothers in the industry to dance with him. <laughs> yeah, and also by criticizing people, like random normal people on TikTok. <laughs> Wait, what? Did you not hear N that? No. Um, so, because obviously he created the dance challenge for it, right? The mm. one that every idol did with yeah. him. Um, and then also he encouraged people on TikTok to um, duet him and also do the challenge. And a lot of people did. That instead of being like, oh, cool, thank you, he started criticizing people's dancing. <laughs> oh, he's been a, a, a K-pop company CEO for too long. Like he, yeah. he can't interact with someone dancing without criticizing them. I know. And it was like in a really condescending way. He would stitch people's videos and be like, ooh, okay. He was like, sweetheart, you're rotating the wrong way. Or like, oh, um, this is, yeah. Or like, this is definitely missing the groove. <laughs> my, my favorite was <laughs> in one video he wrote, um, Please find and watch a dance tutorial I made. It was made for people like you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I didn't people, at all. You didn't see that? And people were so offended. I mean, rightfully. Yeah. Oh my god. But I mean, that ties in perfectly with something that I meant to say. Because I thought it was just like... I mean... A lot of idols do that nowadays. They have a dance challenge and then they do the dance with other idols. But I, it, it yeah. may be the way I saw it. It might not be the case. But I, I was like, oh, yeah, he's really going ham with it. Like, he's doing it with everyone. <laughs> everyone. So, I mean, good for him. That's the name of the game, whatever. Um, but that's unhinged. That's crazy. <laughs> Why? I don't know. He kept doing that, and then people were getting offended, obviously. And there were even articles about it, and people were like, "Yeah, I mean, shouldn't you be happy that like?" Because usually they're not even your fans, right? They're like fans of Stray mm. Kids or Twice, and they're like helping you promote your yeah. song with that dance challenge. And like they don't want to become trainees, so mm. like it doesn't matter if they do it perfectly. And I guess he realized that it was a bit stupid of him because then he stopped. And I think he even commented some nice things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But it was bizarre. Like, what a way to promote your song. Yeah. Well, the thing is, that's kind of how he is in the sense that he's <laughs> both really um, like able to laugh at himself. And not take yeah. himself too seriously, and that that's that's cool, that's refreshing. But at the same time, sometimes like, he goes from one extreme of like making a complete fool of himself just for promotions and fun and whatever, to the other extreme of taking himself so seriously, yeah. not at all able to see the problem with <laughs> with what he's doing, and like usually that's more like he, you know the really infamous clip where he was singing with Rain and he had that really, really long like vocal run that sounded um, probably not exactly the way that he thought it would but he even so into it and to like be taking himself so seriously like oh my god I sound so good and like it's just so uncomfortable to watch Yeah, and or when he was singing like to 2 p.m.'s music, with the <laughs> autotune and everything. But that's usually that kind of 
taking himself too seriously and not being able to, um, I, I guess, like look at the big picture and look at the way he's probably being perceived <laughs> and not like insulting people online. <laughs> like he, he skipped a few steps with this. <laughs> he's quite the character. Yeah, yeah, that that's definitely one way to say that. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, it's kind of annoying because as a CEO and just as a person in the industry, I think he's done some pretty fucked up shit too, like all yeah. CEOs. But I can't help but like him. Yeah, because he's funny. I mean, he's doing his thing really well of like uh, yes. managing the way that he's perceived. Yeah, and like you said, he writes really great retro songs like yeah when we disco or now <sighs> groove back amazing yeah, yeah absolutely so yeah he's a he's a, a weird <laughs> figure in the industry yes <laughs> i dislike him and i like him at the same time mm -hmm. yeah same next up we have rush by the fix um i don't think this is something that you're going to have a lot to say about, right? No. Yeah. Um, it's one of those songs, just like the Extinary Heroes besides. It's a, it's just there. It's a, like, I, I think it is a good song, but not anything I would remember or want to replay or want to talk about. So I'll just let you talk. That's bonkers to me. That, that makes no <laughs> sense. How can you say that about this song? That it's, it's just there? Yeah, it has nice guitars, but that's it. <laughs> uh, it has nice everything. Um, so, like, this is full-on rock. This is just a rock song. It's yeah. super intense, super heavy, and it goes really hard. It sounds really great. The melodies are amazing. The vocals are really cool. The guitars are really cool. Everything is really cool. I love it. You know, it's everything I want in a rock song. It's exactly up my alley. It's exactly the kind of rock songs that I love. It just takes me with it on a journey. It's amazing. I love it. It's perfect. Good. A, a good new group to check out. Mm. So next we're talking about Drippin's new album, Villain, The End. Yes. And before we get into it, I... We decided not to talk about the one, which is the title yeah. song, because it sucks. And I just want to say, on top of sucking really hard, this song has no business being this piss weak after the amazing guitars in the beginning. Because it sounds so intense at first, and then the actual song, the chorus and everything is so weak. I cannot deal with that. That's unacceptable. That's it. I can't even agree or disagree with you because I dislike the song so much I deleted it from my memory and I don't yeah. remember anything about it. That's so. good. That's what you should do. <laughs> so let's just move on right away to Deja Vu. Well, I can't... I, I was going to say something first <laughs> about oh. Drippin'. Because um, I'm pretty... Apart from the title song, which you both dislike, I'm pretty happy with this album because... I mean, Drippin have had good songs since their debut in 2020, mm. but they're pretty underrated. I don't know how popular they are in Korea, because maybe it's similar as with Golden Child, their senior group, who are much more popular in Korea than internationally. Mm. Maybe it's the same case with Drippin, but internationally, I don't really see 
a lot about them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right? Which is a shame because they have a lot of songs I like. And I feel like with these two songs that I picked for the playlist, uh, you can really tell that they have matured since their debut. Mm. And this is where I'm getting into Deja Vu. <laughs> it's so... Oh, I don't know. It's so sophisticated and a little sensual. Mm. It's just such a great song. Um, it has soul and groove and it's not just like a cheap hype song. It's mm -hmm. so good. I love it. Yeah, me too. Yay! <laughs> right? And it's very different from what they have done so far. It's more mature and sophisticated than their past songs, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's de definitely... Well, yeah, mature, sophisticated, kind of sultry, and it's also one of these simmering songs. Um, and it's it even has a, a bit of a creepy vibe exactly. again. Yeah, yeah, it's really amazing. Really that definitely could have been the title song. It, yes. it sounds like a title song. It should have been, yeah. It's the star of the show. <laughs> the second song, Champion, it builds up to this large epic sound. It's such a good song. I love the verses, especially. And, I, yeah, it's just also, as Deja Vu, it's not as, like, sensual. Um, it's more of a... I don't know if epic is the right word, but it's more of a, like... I could see it being played in like, in a concert in a big arena. It kind of have, have, like, this large feeling to it that it mm -hmm. kind of needs a large stage. But also, it's more mature than their past sound, and I, I really hope that they keep going with this direction because that would be exactly my style. I can say I definitely hope they keep going in the direction of déjà vu, mm. but I hope they never do anything like Champion again because I <laughs> fucking hate that song. Really? <laughs> yeah. How? It's amazing. Um, well, I definitely do like the verses more than the chorus, mm. and I see what they're trying to do with the chorus, but I hate it. <laughs> um, it could have been good, I'll give it that, but to me, it sounds so... It, it slows way the fuck down in the chorus. It's really boring, and it feels really heavy, but not in the sense that... Mm -hmm rock feels heavy and nice but it feels like the beat is a like an elephant just stomping <laughs> very slowly <laughs> and very heavily over the chorus and i don't like that um because there's that effect where the drop on a i don't know the, the drop just comes like a beat later than you would expect it Mm. And that's good. That's a good idea that creates a lot of tension and it's really satisfying. It keeps you on your toes. It's great. But it's used again and again and again in the chorus and I it just makes me angry. It's what makes the song interesting. Well, it should. And I see how in other songs it works. But here, for some reason, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> and also, there's something that sounds almost kind of out of tune in the chorus. I, yeah, I... I don't know. I, I at don't. All. <laughs> I yeah. I don't like it. I know. Uh, both songs feel like to me like they're performed by a much more experienced group. So I, I was quite surprised to hear that sound from them. Mm, yeah. Next up, we have BP's album Low Life Princess Noir. Mm hmm. 
we're actually only discussing two songs from the oh, album yeah. and i think you said that it was I'm not very good <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, it's very neutral. I was yeah. not really phased when listening to it. Yeah. Apart from Vengeance, the title song, which I really wasn't expecting that because I've never really liked BB's music. She just doesn't really do a style that I yeah, like. Um, and this song hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, really? I, well, yeah, I downloaded <laughs> TikTok, and that was one of the trendy songs we got there, and it just hit me right in the feels, and I am absolutely in love with the song. I guess my tastes are evolving because I really like the Latin reggaeton beat in Ooh, the song. That's coming from you. That is, yeah, yeah. It's a few songs I've been saying this about lately. So, I, yeah, I guess I'm I'm evolving. <laughs> Um, it's just, I mean, it feels insulting to even say that this feels so badass and that it has such bad bitch energy. Like, obviously, like anyone can see that. Yeah, and I mean, um, Bibi is known for that, right? She's yeah. known for being like super cool, badass, um, yeah. all, never being afraid of like going for a badass, dark or crazy theme. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, I don't even need to say it. And <laughs> it's really, really catchy. It's the one of the songs that's stuck in my mind all of the time. Um, and the scream at around like two minutes and 20 seconds in the song. I don't know what it is, but screaming in songs always just <laughs> really works for me. I love that. It's such a cool kind of unhinged way to up the intensity of the song. I am in love with it. Almost every time I play this song, I replay the scream <sighs> part because I love it so much. Yeah, this song is absolutely amazing. Also, I have a huge crush on BB now. I, I am <laughs> weak for her. So that that's a thing. I didn't really like Vengeance. Like, or I guess I could, I'm neutral about it. I mm. I think it's kind of cool. I see the appeal, but yeah, um, I I like the other song a lot more. <laughs> mm. uh, my favorite song of the album is "Wet Nightmare." Mm. Uh, it's so good. A uh, great Halloween yeah. song as well. Once again, <laughs> added that one to my Halloween playlist. Um, it's very eerie, very creepy. There's an actual horror movie scream in the song yes as well. more screaming yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it also has that harmonizing effect that we talked about um mm. with loving me by 50 50 mm. and the lyrics are so clever like with the wordplay um i mean the obvious wordplay was wet dream and nightmare mm. and in the lyrics she mentions water drowning and being soaked several times and it's always like a wordplay sometimes it could be the sexy kind for example um when she says um your body got me drowning got me soaking but then it's mm. also a relationship she feels trapped in and that haunts her so other times it's like cold water up to your neck and drowning and stuff it's such a clever song and i it's so fun and horror and it's perfect yeah, I agree. I really, really, really like it too. I think it's really, really great. Um, again, another 
ominous, creepy song. Yeah. We've said there were more to come, <laughs> and really sexy and uh, sultry at yeah. the same time. So really, really works with the wet dream, wet nightmare thing. Yeah, yeah, love it. I guess we we because we said these are two songs we like, but I guess it's not exactly true because we like yeah. Animal Farm too, which came out yeah. in September. But yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we liked it, but we couldn't really fit it into the episode at that time yeah. but it's really good too yeah. yes and the music video is amazing which by the way the music the music video for vengeance is a whole movie it's really cool too mm. um yeah baby she's <laughs> great i i will definitely be checking out her next releases mm. so next up we have lofticon by csr um, I think it's really cute. I really, really like it. And I think it's always refreshing to have a cute girl group concepts these days. Cause like yeah. we just said before, there's a lot of like girl crush concept going around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and especially now that weekly also went the girl crush way, at least for mm-hmm. their last comeback. Um, I don't know if it's permanent. Maybe they will come back to the cute thing, but it, did kind of feel like a rebranding i don't know um so yeah now i'm even more glad that csr appeared on the scene yeah it's a really really catchy song yeah yeah i literally it's so good yeah um and it's funny because they're they also had pop pop over the summer i can't remember exactly when it was and we had a long (laughs) conversation about that one but essentially what matters for now is that they are back again saving us from the avalanche of girl crush concepts um and as you said back with a really fresh bright girly concept and we really needed that they're truly a breath of fresh air in a a year that's overcrowded by the kind of generic dark hype intense badass girl crush vibes that i think should be used way more sparingly than they (laughs) are being used right now um yeah it's just it's absolutely perfect yeah for me it's also a nice surprise because like you mentioned i didn't like pop pop so Mm. this was like a thousand percent improvement for me (laughs) yeah um also i really like that it starts really girly and light but then there's a bit of a step up in intensity in the chorus that's really welcome there um it has more more intensity more drama but it stays really girly and fun over the whole song Mm. it's yeah truly the girl group vibe i've been really missing um oh also i really like the chanting parts Mm. Uh, it's really fun um and honestly that's about it like there we we've said everything we needed to say yes um so we are getting to the last song of the detailed section which is Orpheus by Hin featuring Cho Guangil. Mm-hmm. Honestly, because I am pretty sure that's one of the ones you really like. I right? love it. Yeah, that sounds like something <laughs> that you would like. Um, I'm kind of torn. Mm. Because there are some really nice parts with a lot of drama and momentum and tension that sound really, really beautiful. Yeah. And other parts that I don't like that are kind of 
too over the top. But I think mostly I see because I don't think you're the only one who really likes this song, <laughs> and I, I I see why people love it. Um, I see what it's doing, but it's not really working for me personally. Uh, but I I feel like I'm missing out. So this time I'm kind of annoyed. I'm like, oh no, I want to I want to know what it is for you guys, but. Well, I can brainwash myself. So this song is of a genre that I call Rihanna featuring Eminem. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I think it's a genre that really needs a comeback, because uh, a beautiful ballad by a female artist with a badass rap part by a male artist is basically mm. a recipe for success, in my book. <laughs> mm. um, and specifically, the song reminded me a lot of Crazy by Song Chien and Bang Young-kuk, mm-hmm. which came out in 2011 and is one of my absolute favorite K-pop songs ever. But Orpheus can totally compete with Crazy. It is on that same level. It's so beautiful. Um, Hin's voice is so gorgeous. Uh, the way mm. she belts in the end as well, like the song just keeps getting better and better and more emotional towards the end. And the melody of the chorus is pretty simple, but like achingly beautiful. And also, Cho Guang Il's rap 2 is incredible. It keeps building as well. And his voice has a lot of emotion in it. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, I don't want to say it's rare in rap, but I feel like a lot of rappers rap without emotion. Mm. And he is obviously one that does rap with a lot of emotion like yeah yeah so i mean he's no joke he's one of the best rappers yeah like best korean rappers i mean i i've talked about his songs before on the podcast i really really like him i forgot to say that but yes the <laughs> rap in this is amazing right so good mm. so yeah it's yeah. for me it's a 10 out of 10 and if you like Crazy by Sung Jin and Bang Yang Kook, or Love the Way You Lie by Rihanna and Eminem, <laughs> you should check it out. Actually, mm. it might be even better than Crazy, honestly, which says a lot. I will not comment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We are done with the discussion section. <laughs> Getting to the three word section. Yes. <laughs> Okay, three-word section. First song is Remembered by Pak Bom. Yes. <laughs> my words are probably going to be very different than yours. Um, yep. My are <laughs> to die for. Mm. Pretty but boring. <laughs> then we have Back in Vogue by Alexa. I have a great surprise. Yeah, I have her best yet. Mm-hmm, agreed. <laughs> Then we have Poison Rose by Craxy. I have Crisp Dark Pop. And I have Same as Everyone. <laughs> then we have Alone by Highlight. Generic sexy concept. <laughs> I have Yosop Finally Wilden. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, then we have Lay Low by Yuwa. I have surprising chorus slaps. Mm-hmm. And I have hot girl music. <laughs> and then we have Nanin by Just Be. 
Uh, I have fun, rocky, cool. I have fun, a bit basic. Hmm. And then we have Psychomania by Meaningful Stone, which, by the way, can we just enjoy Meaningful Stone? <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> I have... She sounds bored. Ah! Oh. <laughs> Uh, and I have 90s grunge vibes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we have Young Boy by Nine Eye. Um, I have I Like It. And I have Made For Me. Oh! <laughs> um, then Forgive Me by Boa. I have Even Queen's Miss. Yeah. <laughs> and I have I Am Confused. <laughs> And then we have Paradigm by 80s. Oh, that's the one I only have two words for. <laughs> it's Pika Pika. <laughs> uh, I have Gross on you. Mm. And finally, we have Roller Coaster by Woo. Ah. <laughs> I have eh, nothing new. And I have Retro but Modern. Okay. <laughs> um. Highlights of the month. Yeah. Um, so how many are we naming? Five. Okay. Okay, I have five. I... Do I? Which I have six. I sacrifice. I also have six. Um, maybe we can do six. Okay, let's do six. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. It's our podcast, so... Yeah. <laughs> This is funny because we were like, it's a bad month, and now we can't even use it to five. But the, okay, I think it's because there are a lot of songs that weren't like absolutely crazy good, although there were some, but there, there are a lot of songs that ended up being at the same level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you want to start? Sure. Okay. My six highlights are Ghost by Extraordinary Heroes, mm-hmm. Poppy by Stacy, When I Move by Kara. Under the Skin by N-Team, Childhood Dream by Shia, and Orpheus by Hin featuring Cho Gwangil. Okay, but I have an issue because even in the ones you named, there are some that aren't on my list and now I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so in no particular order and yeah. knowing that I might regret some of these choices or not including <laughs> other choices, my favorites are Love and Me by 5050. Cracks in the Mirror by Extraordinary Heroes, Lafticon by CSR, When I Move by Kara, Snowy by Itzy, and Rush by The Fix. Mm. Yeah. Um, and in terms of what there is to look out for for next month, um, honestly, more than I thought when I checked it out. Yeah, and it's very SM heavy. Yeah, yeah, because there's <laughs> wavy. Mino, NCT Dream, NCT Dream, and Super Junior. So and and Mino solo. I said that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and let's not forget about Mino, please. Yes. <laughs> but I did read that Wavy is going to be postponed. Oh, oh no! But postponed yeah. to January. I don't know if it's only going to be a few days mm. or who well. knows. I guess time will tell. Yeah. So maybe wavy. Yeah, maybe. So a lot of SM. Yeah. And also former SM because Xinhua are having a 
like a subunit oh. comeback or subunit debut. Cool. I'm excited. They had yeah. some really cool songs in their like revival of their career. I know. Oh, what was it called? Venus? I oh, love it's so Venus. good. <laughs> it's amazing. Yes, I love it. So if they do something kind of in that style or just in a different style but as good as this, we're good. Yeah. And then I guess what's also exciting, um, like interesting for the industry and exciting for everyone, new jeans are having their first comeback. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I have to admit, in the time between when we talked about their debut and now, I think I like their music more. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, Attention and High Boy. I know. I was yeah. going to say, it really grew on me. And yeah. they grew on me too. Yeah. Same. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see. And, well, when we're recording, it already has happened, but we're not going to comment on it, but RM... Yeah, uh, his solo project. Yes. Well, we're not commenting. No. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say solo project is not really because he's ha he's had solo projects before, but like official solo debut, right? Is that, is that his debut? He's had two mixtapes. Yeah, but mixtapes aren't really. But I don't I see don't why they shouldn't count. I mean, it shouldn't a debut be like you go on a. Like, you perform it on music shows and stuff? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it is his official first album that you can actually buy. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, and The Boys. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Yeah, apparently. Ooh. Um, but that's... I think that's it for now. And I, an Entity Dream, I think, is gonna be Christmassy. Yeah, winter album. So winter special. that will be interesting. <laughs> yeah, they're they're doing the EXO thing instead of EXO. <laughs> yeah, I'm really hoping for a few Christmas songs that are actually good. Because the only one that came out, or the only one I saw so far, was N-Mixes. And obviously we didn't even include it, because... Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't extremely good either it was just it was fine yeah it, it sounded like a normal song which i appreciate from them like the <laughs> bar is really low <laughs> brings us to the end of the episode so thanks again so much for listening and we hope you'll be back for the next episode and please don't forget to follow us on instagram and uh tiktok <laughs> at kpopinionspodcast talk to you soon bye bye, bye.